Hey folks, we are live and here we are again. It is another day, another week. It is Monday and we're going to, I'm going to make a change here so I can see what I'm doing. There it is. All right, folks, we're, we're live and we're on here. It is Monday, December 7th, a day that will go down in infamy. If you know what I'm talking about, Today is the anniversary of the attack on Pearl Harbor in uh, Hawaii, and it's a day that will never be forgotten. And, uh, you know, just a, a, a moment of that and a moment of prayer for all of those sailors and military and everybody that, that died in that attack that day was unbelievable. And, uh, you know, when I read Hirohito shortly after he attacked Pearl Harbor realized he had unleashed a monster, uh, a giant, uh, and, and they wondered why he never continued on and attacked the California coast. Uh, it became obvious to them, and, and I think they understood or, or finally understood the power of the United States and the people that live here. Uh, I mean, there's 340 million people living in America and, and I would wager there's that many guns uh, in homes across America per person. So if anybody ever decided to actually attack the US, uh, I think it would be a formidable army that would be there very quickly to protect the United States and, and what we do. We start every day with a program and today we're gonna talk about the Financial Mastery Coaching Blueprint and personal growth because I want to continue to tie the two together. But as we start every presentation, we want to send our prayers out for those that have been affected by COVID, uh, this virus that's going around and it seems like it is working its way now. Uh, very quickly, it's growing. It, it is going to be what it's going to be, folks. We just all need to be vigilant. And, and wash our hands and do all the things that we need to do to keep ourselves safe. Uh, business needs to go on. We cannot just simply shut everything down. Uh, you know, it's like, uh, like an old saying, you get paid every couple of weeks. And if you took your paycheck, you cashed it at the bank, took the cash and you went into the backyard and you dug a hole and put the money in, in a tin can in the backyard. And everybody did that and they didn't spend any money. Guess what? Everything would collapse because money in motion has to happen. We want to send our prayers out for everybody affected by COVID. We want to offer our prayers for those that have lost loved ones and the loved ones who have been lost. We pray that the Lord would open his arms and take them into his kingdom. So with that being said, we'll get started today. Uh, you know, I want to talk about prosperity thinking, prosperity economics versus poverty thinking. It, it all starts in the mind, folks. We really have to stop and think because anything and everything in the future 
if you think back on your life, there are times where you probably thought of things and, and never, never crossed your mind that somewhere in the future, those things you thought about and focused on would come true. It is scary when we look back on our lives and, and the things in the past. And the biggest thing that interferes with everything we do, interfere, well, fear is, is what I'm talking about. False evidence appearing real. And, and that is just simply the problem that many of us have because we fear the unknown. We fear what we haven't experienced. We, we rely on, on some kind of experience or some kind of expression from other people to help us overcome this fear that we all have. Because if we are true believers, there is nothing to be afraid of. Because God takes care of everything. And, and, and somebody said to me one time, we were talking about uh, life insurance and, and life insurance to protect his family. He says, I put all my faith in God above. And, and I said, well, that, that's wonderful, that's great, but what checking account does he have? I mean, God gives us free will to make our own decisions, good, bad, indifferent. But it is also our responsibility to be who we can be. And that involves everything we do. Our goal is to be the best person that we can be every day. Letter of St. Paul to Corinthians, second letter to St. Paul to Corinthians, talks about comparing. You know, we talked about how to win friends and influence people, and, and the first principle, don't criticize, condemn, or complain. And I add compare to that. You never compare yourself to another person because that sets you up as being envious of somebody else possibly. And, and that's not a good thing. You only want to compete and compare the you that you were yesterday with the you that you are today. What are you doing? What are you reading? Who are you around that has the ability to advance you heart and mind? That has to happen. It's the same with the financial growth. You know, saving money and building resources for your future, it, it is just so important to, to understand this process because that's what it is. It's a process. And the process involves everything. It involves you and your personal growth as much as it involves increasing your financial well-being, your savings, getting out of debt, and all of those things. So, you know, it, it is that process that we have to go for. You know, when I talk about prosperity economics, let's talk about that. And, and when I look at this, and I, I have a list, and, and, and the list, you know, one on typical financial planning, and prosperity economics. That is two diametrically, uh, not opposed, but different one side to the other. It's just like 
the two sides of the table that you and I are on between us and the financial world on the other side of the table, the banks all the way to Wall Street. Their purpose, their passion, their goal is to make money because they are owned by stockholders. And, and it's always been funny in my mind when I talk to people that are sort of anti-capitalist, you know, but you know what, for the most part, they all have money in 401k plans at work, but yet they lambast, lambast the, the businesses and capitalism. Well, that, that's, that, that's like saying, okay, I don't want my 401k to grow. I don't want to make money on my 401k. Well, well, why do you say that? Well, because big business is bad. Well, why do you own all that stock in all those companies hoping that they do well and make money because you're a stockholder in those companies? I, I, I don't know, it, it's befuddling to me. I guess I got all these words befuddling. There's a, there's a word. I, I, I don't understand the thinking, remember? It's, it's all about the thinking, folks. It, it's how we think. It's the six inches between our ears and how we think. Now, how did we get to where we are today and the thinking that we have going on in our mind today? Where did that come from? Come from the things we experience the people we know and meet along the way, our parents, relatives, friends, neighbors, people we work with, and the books we read. Books we read, people we meet along the way, and our own experiences from the places we go. So if you aren't where you wanna be, Something has to change. That was the magic statement that, that I've never forgotten that Jody said to me 29 years ago. He says, Tom, you are where you are because this is where, this is where you decided to be. You've made all the decisions in your life that brought you to this moment in time. Now, where did all those decisions come from? It came from people I meet, books I read, and places I go. So it comes from the experiences that I've had in my life. Well, what guarantee do I have that those people, experiences, and books that I have read were good for my thinking? I don't know. That's why we have the book series that we do every month. You know, Think and Grow Rich is the key book. It is the central focus book on how to get ahead in life. Whether it's a promotion at work, growing your own business, whatever it is, it, it is about controlling how we think, controlling what we think, and in general thinking. I, I, I like physical fitness. I do crazy stuff with P90F. Every day I work out. And I won't show you my picture, but I'm ripped, okay? As crazy as that sounds, 71 years old and I'm ripped because I have been working out for a long time. 
If I don't work out for a while now, in the last six, eight weeks, I've had a shoulder problem. I don't know. I pulled something in my neck and, and it made my shoulder ache. So, so for four to six weeks, I didn't do any push-ups. I didn't do any pull-ups. I didn't do very much of the exercises that relate to that shoulder. I did everything else. But if it was the shoulder and all that, I, I, I avoided it because it hurt. And, and now that neck thing is gone. And I've now, last week, I started working out again. And you know what? I, I, I can hardly do a push-up where I was doing 25 or more of them three months ago. So where did, what happened? Well, I stopped exercising. Well, the mind is exactly the same way. You have to practice thinking. You need to set aside time. Some people call it meditation or whatever it is, but you need to practice thinking. And, and that practice comes out of reading good books, books that change your heart and mind, Think and Grow Rich, How to Win Friends, Influence People, Magic of Thinking Big, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey, and so on. Th those are books in the future we're going to talk about on a monthly basis when we do our book series. So every month there is going to be a book we're going to talk about along with this journey that I'm trying to get you on. We need to keep you inside the lines. Otherwise, you're off in the ditch. You're off in the middle of the field. You, you've wrecked and, and you've got stuck and you stopped improving. It's a decision, folks. It, it's a decision that we all have to make. You know, prosperity thinking after-tax contribution strives to maximize future income, which may cause higher tax brackets during distribution, so prefer paying taxes now. That's the difference between looking at taxes and, and they, they want you, the typical financial wants you to defer and postpone all the taxes that you can. Now let's talk about that for a minute and, 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 and make that our mantra for today. Because in all the typical planning, it's about putting money into IRAs, 401ks, 403bs, and all those kind of places. Two things happen when you do that. You give up control of the money for a long period of time until you're at least 60 or older. And if you need to access it before then, there are severe penalties possibly. And, and most of those accounts have fees associated with them at the same time. So if you figure out the fees and the lost opportunity cost, you're, you're going to lose more money than you actually make on those accounts. Because when you put all of your discretionary savings out of your control and you need to buy something, you end up using debt at the bank or the credit card balances or other things, and you end up paying interest to the financial world, which is how they make money, because you listen to their advice, it leads you down the road to make them more money. So they, they have macroeconomic, there's a word, macroeconomic, not microeconomic. You get stuck in the microeconomic world because you're doing one thing. They play in the macroeconomic world 
where they can do more than one thing with the money. So they take the money you put in your 401k and they loan it out to other people. If it's through banks, they get to do fractional banking. So they actually multiply the dollar in addition to loaning it out to other people on an average of seven times. I don't know how you expect to get ahead by playing the game the way they teach you to play it. I want you to learn how to play the game differently. That's really what I'm all about. But in order to play the game differently, I have to grow you a little bit. I have to grow your confidence in you. That's what the personal growth does. The personal growth builds confidence in you and your ability to think because you don't believe you can come up with the right answers. Back to that fear again, fear of failure, fear of success, fear of not having money when I retire, fear of dying too soon or fear of medical issues. Fears are false evidence appearing real. We're gonna continue our discussion this week, every day, talking about the blueprint and personal growth and why it is so hard, seemingly so hard for people to get ahead. That's, that's the message here. So we have to move you off of dead center. I want you to get my book, The Family Money Farm, The CFO Project. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it on Barnes and Noble. You can go to cfo-project.com. That's cfo-project.com. Put in your name and email address and you'll get a a link. You'll get an email with a link to be able to download the book for free in complete cover to cover. You need to read the book. Now, if you go to cfo-project.com, I would send you there regardless because over there you're going to have access to more opportunity for you to grow you. So for $47, I ask you to invest in yourself comes with a money back guarantee. Live your life insurance. Life insurance will pay when I die. The infinite banking concept by R. Nelson Nash, the teacher talks about the banking concept and jumpstart your financial freedom. Those four books and a one hour video called The Secret to Wealth Creation. And it talks about the debt clock, how to multiply your income at retirement and have 30, 50, 80%, 100% more retirement income than typical planning and how to get out of debt and own your debt. I can't make it any clearer than that, folks. That's where the information is at. And if you're not going there to get it, it's going right over your head. Stand up, you know, folks, you're not getting my message. You gotta stand up because it's going right over top of you. This works, folks. It comes with a money back guarantee. If you can tell me you read the books and you watched the video and it had no value, send me a letter and I'll send you your 47 bucks back. It is not about the $47. I have to pay for my business and pay for the stuff that I do, but it's really all about helping you. That's what it's about. God bless. See you tomorrow at noon. We're going to continue our journey 
We're going to talk about 401ks, employer match, typical planning versus prosperity economics. God bless. Folks, here we are. We are live. It is Tuesday, the 8th of December. What a beautiful day. It, it To be on this side of the green grass is just a wonderful, wonderful benefit. And every day, we all need to sit down and write down three things that you're grateful for. Every day should start that way in your morning thoughts and prayers. If that's what you do in the morning, and, and you need to write down on a piece of paper those things that you are grateful for. As we start every presentation here at Financial Mastery Coaching, uh, we start every day with prayers. We, we pray for the people that have been affected by COVID-19 all over the world, those that have lost loved ones and the loved ones that have been lost. May the Lord open his arms and take them into his kingdom uh, for peace and serenity ongoing. With that in mind, we will get over this. God is with us and, and we will get this behind us. It will be a huge learning lesson, I'm sure. There will be lots of things to be learned, uh, but we need to stay vigilant. We need to stay focused and we need to keep going. We cannot allow this to stop us uh, it is just another challenge along the way. Uh, and every challenge is a learning experience. I want to continue our discussion today about the blueprint and success and personal growth. You know, personal growth is not optional. It happens every day, whether you want it to or not. You either decide to read a good book and follow the actions that it prescribes and you grow you or the world will grow you into the person they want you to be so that they can take your money, use you, spit you out someday, and you will end up living a life of acceptable mediocrity. Uh, and, and that's the shame of it because so many people that I meet have resigned to that fact in their life. They, they have literally been discouraged, and I hate this word, discouraged, we all become disappointed in many things. We get disappointed in our children. We get disappointed in ourselves. But you must avoid the word discourage. Think of the word and what it is. We all need to be courageous in our lives. We need to be courageous in setting the example. Setting the correct example for those around us is not always easy but it has to be. That is the responsibility of being the example to other people in what we're doing. So in the blueprint, 
as we talk about this. Now we know the four rules on the other side of the table. I want all your money, more on going, keep forever and give back as little as possible. On our side of the table, we got to get to the point where we're saving 20% of our gross income. That is so important to save an adequate amount of money. Number two, accumulate capital equal to 50% of our household income in accessible cash. So you have access to that money. That allows you to avoid ever carrying credit card balances and ever risk paying 18 to 27% interest on credit card debt. It allows you to avoid paying high interest rates to banks and car manufacturers when you buy automobiles. And and sometimes you, you have to think economically because what does it mean economically? So we got to step back and say, what, what what are the ripple effects? We have to think about, you know, what is the big picture? If we were looking down from 30,000 feet above, I need to buy a car. So I go to the bank and I get a car loan or I go to the car dealer and they arrange the financing. And they say, oh, the interest is free. There, there is no free, folks. We will take a day here in, in the next week or so and do calculations and I will actually show you that a car loan interest-free actually could be costing you 6 to 8% annually on the balance. That is a fact. Because think about it. Who, who works for free? Somebody has to get paid. So here's your car and here's here it is, interest-free loan or a $2,000 cash discount. I see that a lot. Or 2,400 cash discount if you pay cash or arrange your own financing. Always remember there is more discount than they're telling you. The, the, in, in all the things that we buy, there is more negotiation possibility, I believe, in buying automobiles than anything else from my own experience. I, you know, here's a story. When, when my daughter, this was some time ago, this is probably 10 or 12 years ago, I was helping get my daughter a car and we, we bought a Monte Carlo, a Chevy Monte Carlo. And, and, and they wanted, I don't know, $13,000, $14,000 for this car. And, and I'd already went online and looked at the blue book and saw that the car was worth about, you know, $9,500, $10,000. And I understand that there was a retail markup. The dealer has a right to make a profit, but I believe that profit is sometimes limited. We had a trade-in, I knew what the trade-in was worth and they were lowballing what we, they were willing to give us for the trade-in and, and so forth. So I, I remember, you know, we, this salesman went back to the used car lot manager's office three times because I would make him an offer and I'd say, it's cash, I'm going to write you a check. We're not financing, I'm going to pay for it. And, and, and finally, finally, we come down close to where I wanted to be 
and he would not budge. I, I would not go a dollar over $10,500. The car was in immaculate condition. It was extremely well-kept car. So it was worth a few dollars more. So I knew it was worth 9,500. So we settled on 10,500 and, and he wouldn't come down below $10,750. And, and so my daughter, I, and she knew when we walked in that this was going to be a negotiation. And, and so all of a sudden, I just said, look, I picked up our driver's license and, and, and our car keys. And I get up and I said, no, nope. I says, 10-5, I'll write you a check. It's done at 10-5. So we got up and started to walk toward the door. I no sooner put my door, my hand on the doorknob. And guess what? The salesman put his hand on my shoulder right there and said, okay, you got a deal. And we bought the car for $10,500 when they originally wanted 13.5 or something like that. So we were able to, to get it much lower. Now, I, I'm not saying that that might work every time because you don't know, but it's on them. If they took a car in as a trade-in and they paid too much for the trade-in, that does not give them the privilege of, of, of suckering me into paying more than I would have paid for the car. It was their deal. They made the arrangement. So it was their loss, not mine. And, and I thought of that. So, so when we think of debt now, okay, now let's talk about this. Okay, I could have financed it at the bank, but remember, we need to tell a story about fractional banking. Fractional banking in right around the end of two of 1971, President Nixon removed our money from the gold standard. I mean, there's a whole story of events and I'll go through them sometime in the future. But right now I wanna talk about the gold standard. We come off the gold standard in 1971, 1972, in about that time. So it disconnected our money from the gold standard which I refer to as opening Pandora's box. And, and this is where the government, carte blanche, gave the printing ability of money to the Federal Reserve. So in the Federal Reserve printing money, guess where, you, where inflation comes from? Inflation comes from fractional banking. For example, I deposit a dollar into savings. We call it a deposit, but it's really a loan to the bank because my money isn't deposited and gonna sit there. They're gonna take the money that I gave them and they're gonna loan it out to other people multiple times. So I put money in the bank and somebody comes in the bank and wants to make a mortgage. So they wanna buy a house. So the bank uses my money to loan out to these other people. And let's say the mortgage is 5% interest. They gave me 1% interest on my savings. They loaned it out at five. So they made 4%. So they paid me one for my money. They made 4% more, made five. But after they paid me, that's a 400% rate of return on that dollar that they didn't even own. It was my dollar that they loaned out to somebody else. However, 
Now they made a mortgage, and, and if you have a mortgage, you know there's a deed, and the deed doesn't come to you, the deed goes to the bank, and you get a note. And the note is what the bank has, because they have ownership of the property. They take that to the Federal Reserve window, and they leverage that deed, again, they leverage that property value, and on average, they can leverage 95% on the dollar. So they go to the Federal Reserve window and they borrow from the Federal Reserve at one quarter of 1% interest. They get the money again, they loan it out in a second loan. Maybe this is a home equity loan. So now they get 6% interest for this loan. Do you get any of that? No, you do not. So they get 6%, but they also have a lien against the property. So they have collateral value. They go back to the Federal Reserve window and borrow 95% of that value again. And they loan it out to somebody else in a home equity loan, in an automobile loan. Okay, automobile loan. You just borrowed money to buy a car. So the money was created through this fractional banking system that we all participate in. And this is what goes on around the world. How can the government simply print up money, have the Federal Reserve print up money, loan it to the federal government, now exceeding $27 trillion, that's over $200,000 per person in America. I'm sorry, per taxpayer. It's about 80,000 per person. So each and every one of us as taxpayers owe over $200,000 as part of this 27 trillion that they have spent and leveraged. Where is it gonna stop folks? There is not enough wealth in America to pay the debt and all the unfunded liability. And the unfunded liability exceeds $155 trillion. So $155 and $27, I guess that's $182 trillion. That's over a million two per taxpayer. Your monthly mortgage payment, if you had a mortgage, a 30-year fixed rate mortgage, your monthly mortgage payment would be about eight to 9,000 per month. Could you pay that? I don't think so. So in understanding what we're doing here, we're laying the groundwork to take money away from the banking system so that we are not contributing to inflation through and funding the fractional banking system. We must slow them down and you do that by taking control of your money. Rule number three is no consumer debt. You must own all of your consumer debt. A home mortgage is not consumer debt because it's 
loan against an asset that you could actually sell the house for and pay the mortgage off. So a mortgage is not consumer debt. So it, it really comes down to the difference between prosperity thinking and poverty thinking. We all want to make a difference in the world. My book, The Family Money Farm, talks about the family money farm. Over a hundred years ago in, in America, most, most of the food and everything that we derived at that time came from farms. People had farms. Today, it's like three to 5% are, are all the farms that are left today. But we need to consider a totally unique approach called the family money farm, where we now use each person in the farm, on the, in the family, and we capture their economic human life value as a collective, as a family collective, capture that money using dividend paying whole life insurance designed specifically as banking cash value policies, high cash value policies. So it gives us access to that cash almost immediately so we can derive benefit almost immediately after starting this journey. Number four is exactly what I'm talking about. It is the responsibility of being the example and being the CFO at home, chief financial officer. That's what you are in your home. Are you ready and willing to take the responsibility of that? Because when you do that with my coaching, we can change the future dramatically in you and your future generations if that's what you want, if that's what you want. I'm gonna cut it off today. We've been on here close to 20 minutes. We'll be back tomorrow at 12 noon and we'll continue our journey tomorrow. And I'll tell the story tomorrow about money and fractional banking and how government manipulation and intervention has prevented you and I from maximizing the efficiency of our wealth creation. So we're going to talk about that tomorrow. Get my book, The Family Money Farm, The CFO Project. Barnes and Nobles, Amazon, all the big booksellers have it. You can get it through me. Send a message and we'll handle it here. I'll send you an autographed copy. You can go to cfo-project.com. Put in your name and email address and you will get an email with a link giving you access to download as a PDF the entire book onto your computer, onto your cell phone, whatever. So you will have a full copy of the book. Now, when you go to cfo-project.com, that is a site about investing in yourself. That's really what that's about. Because I'm going to ask you to spend and invest in yourself $47 to get four more books and a one-hour video. Live your life insurance. Life insurance will I pay when I die. The infinite banking concept by R. Nelson Nash and jumpstart your financial freedom, which is another ebook that I've created. Also over there, that one hour video, the secret to wealth creation gives you a visual presentation for about an hour of exactly what I'm talking about and examples of how it would actually work. 
You need to do that. God bless. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. We'll see you here tomorrow at 12 noon.